0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Southeastern High School Athletics Podcast. On this week's episode, I have Coach Mike Holland from Oglethorpe County Football, Patriot Football. I have Coach Rich Finley from Bowden Red Devil Football, Coach Clayton Morris from West Carroll War Eagle Football, and Coach Keith Hodge from Dresden Lions Football. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Stop recording. Hey, Coach. How's it going today?
1: Hey, good. How are you?
0: Pretty good. First of all, congratulations on a big win Friday night. That was really intense, really impressive uh, game you guys put on for Friday
1: night. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, we were down, had to fight back, and had to fight through a lot of adversity and overcome shooting ourselves in the foot a few times. I'm really proud of the guys and the coaches. Well, you went down to Greene County, into Greensboro, and come out the way
0: with a one-point win. Uh, started off back and forth. I mean, I was following along with their Twitter feed. It was like, you know, their quarterback was throwing it all over the – throwing it, and, and, you know, it was 14 nothing, or and 21-7, and then 21-14, and then third quarter comes on, it's 33-21, and your defense shut them down to the fourth quarter and come, uh, you know, your offense shows up and gets 13 unanswered.
1: Yeah, we uh we did just enough, I guess. I guess we held it. You know, we got to, we were able to. Offense kept us in it for, um, you know, in the first half, not letting the game get away from us and things like that. Uh, And then, you know, we finally got a few things figured out on defense. And, um, you know, the kids never quit, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, we just hung in there, and then it ended up working out for us, but. Yeah, defensively, um, in the second half, we were much better. We were able to come away with some big fourth-down stops um, and then uh, an interception to seal the game at the very end. So, Uh Uh-oh. Showed
0: up on that interception, didn't they?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, earlier in the game, um, they hit two big plays on verticals um, on us for two of their touchdowns early. So... Um I thought they would come back to it and I'm just glad that our cornerback Michael Fleming was able to step up and get that interception. Um
0: what adjustments did you notice from like your first half to the second half for your defense?
1: Well defensively we uh we had some alignment issues um in the first half. I think I'm probably I was probably guilty of trying to do too much, trying to carry too much in the game plan. And, and our kids weren't able to execute it at at a fast, like high level that, that we needed to in the game against a good opponent like Green County. Um, so in the second half, we simplified it. Uh, we adjusted our alignment on a few things to kind of counter what they were, um, you know, they were uh, kind of counter what they were trying to do offensively. Um, and then that was able, uh, you know, to, to let us catch up a little bit defensively for sure. Our offense, you know, hats off to our offense for keeping us close enough to where we could um, stay in the game, the special teams too. special teams came up huge for us on, on, uh, Friday. We'll get to, we'll get to those, all of those, um, offensively
0: specifically, what stood out to you from your team's performance on Friday night? What do you think you did well? What do you think you
1: to work on? Well, we were able to, um, you know, get some game, uh, get some, uh, big plays in the, in the passing game, which is something that we haven't been able to do a whole lot up until this point. So we were much more consistent throwing the football, um, you know, and and we were, um, and we were still able to run it uh, okay. You know, up front, we're that. You know, that's the strength, that's our strength, and you know, we want to try to run the football first and things like that. But, um, right before the second half, we were, uh, you know, right before halftime, we um, we were able to have some success throwing the football and score in a two-minute type situation right before the half. Um, and then we were able to continue, uh, throwing the football a little bit in the second half. I think that's our ability to do that. Definitely. um, Definitely helped us.
0: I'm assuming that would open up the
1: running game as well. It did. Yeah, it did. And as the game wore on, you know, I can't say enough about my running back, um, Jake Turner. I mean, he's just, I think I talked about him a little bit last week, but just a hard nosed kid that, that runs really tough and gets those extra yards. And, um, you know, he plays defense for us too. He's a really, really tough kid. Uh, Pretty good running back.
0: Um. Overall, who stood out to you? What units or what individuals stood out to you on the offensive side of the football Friday night?
1: Um. Up front, you know, we up any sacks, so that that was big for us. Um. Give our quarterback some time to sit in the pocket and deliver some good balls. Um. If we were as a group, I think our wide receivers uh, definitely came through this week. They were um, in some clutch situations. We made some t- some tough catches. You know, Darius Hurst sophomore, was able to um, uh, catch a touchdown pass and uh, barely get his feet in in the end zone. And um, Brady, all good. I had a big fourth down conversion for us on like a back shoulder throw. Uh, he was he was able to make a good adjustment and and get the first down and, and kept us rolling. So overall, I think up front in our wide receiving core uh, were definitely difference makers offensively. Awesome.
0: Um... Switching over to the defensive side of the football, you mentioned earlier they came up with a big pick, uh, interception to f- uh finish the game off. Um, how do you feel like they performed overall? Would they do well? What do you think they need to work on?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we a big emphasis was trying to start fast all week, and we really just did the opposite. I mean, we got down fourteen to nothing before we knew it, um, and then uh, we were kind of, you know, reeling from that, um, and then searching for answers a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. And once we simplified things, I think things got better. But you know, you know, the resilience of our DBs um, to to come come back and, and play better in the second half after um, giving up so much in the first half, I was very proud of the way they bounced back. I mean, it's it's tell it you know two games really. The first half, I mean, they were pretty much able to do whatever they wanted offensively, um, and our you know our guys never quit, and they were able to. Uh, hold on and and get stops when we needed to in the second half. Um, Up front, you know, KB Bonds and uh, Jalen Richardson played really well. Tackles on those two. Uh, So our D-line played really well. Uh, And then our secondary came up clutch in the end when we had to, for sure. Definitely. Um,
0: Who were your standouts on the defensive side of the football?
1: Um, Quentin Nash, our middle linebacker, I think he had 12 tackles. You know, Michael Fleming had some tackles and then that game ceiling interception um, at the end. Um, and then when, you know, up front, we, you know, we play, you know, we're an even front team. So our three technique, uh, KB Bonds and um, causing havoc in the in the run game in between the tackles, and those guys really stood out. Awesome, awesome.
0: Uh, you mentioned special teams earlier. How do you feel like they performed
1: overall? Uh, really well, actually, really well. Our coverage teams were uh, were on point. Um you know our punt return. Uh, Michael Fleming's also the punt returner. Uh, he had a big. Um, I mean, it was only 17 yards, but it gave us great field position um, late in the game. We were able to go in and score after that. Um, we blocked a we blocked a punt um, early, and that was Jalen Richardson um, was able to get his hand on on a punt, and that ended up being um, a big big play for us. But you know, solid solid in the coverage coverage game, and then those uh, that, that big, um, pump block, uh, really helped us out as well. And then our kicker has been, uh, has been automatic this year. I mean, he was four for four on extra points. And, you know, when it comes down to a close game like that, that, you know, taking that, you know, we never take that for granted for sure. So definitely. Awesome.
0: Um, so when I was in high school, it was Green County, it was always intense rivalry. The, the stands were full. The environment was always electric was it was it that way friday night
1: it was we traveled really really well and the and the crowd was really into it the crowd never um wavered i mean even when we got down and, and things like that we were um, um it was it was intense it, for sure and and I, you know our kids responded they didn't shy away from that um and that's uh I, mean, I hope to continue you know um this rivalry and and kind of spark that back up i know we hadn't played them um, in recent years but um, it looks like it would be good for, for both sides, I would hope. When I was, I don't, I don't
0: know if it's a flashback, when I was in school, that, that was a region game.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was Morgan, Green, and all those guys, Putnam.
1: Mm-hmm. Do um, You got any injuries coming off this week? Um, we did have uh, a freshman. Um, he's he's going to be a really, really good player. He's a running back. He had um, he had almost 100 yards in the Lake Oconee game, but, uh, he plays a lot of special teams for us. He um, dislocated his kneecap, so he'll be out uh, for a while. But uh, he's doing well. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything serious or anything like that. But we're, you know, because he's so young, we're going to take our time getting him back, and we think he's going to be a really good player for us. But um, overall, starters on offense and defense, we don't, we didn't have any injuries. Awesome, um, awesome.
0: Just, that just, that just makes me cringe.
1: I know. Yeah, it was. It looked. It looked really bad. <laughs> Well, I guess
0: it's only Tuesday, but how how was practice yesterday?
1: Practice was pretty good yesterday. Um, we, uh, you know, the kids are um, still really excited off of, uh, out of, you know, coming out of that game. So we want to make sure we rein them back in a little bit and, mm. you know, really kind of focus on that one and no mentality every week. So just trying to, you know, let them know that it's what have you done lately. And, you know, everybody's, you know, if we end up, laying an egg this weekend. Everybody will remember, you know, how well we did the previous weekend, so. Definitely, definitely. Speaking of
0: this week, you've got Riverside Military coming in, and just looking at their scores and who they played, um, they don't look too good so far. Um, uh, Just judging off the scores, what have you seen from them on uh, film overall?
1: Uh, I think they definitely got some, some athletic kids and things like that, but, yeah, it's one of those things where, You know, they they haven't been able to put it together um, uh, yet, but it's they definitely got some guys that can hurt us. So, I mean, it's not like if you look at the I think they're better than their their record indicates for sure. So it's not a it's it's not a game where we're you know taken lightly for sure. So we're going to have to show up and play um, and and not fall uh, fall into, you know, resting on what we did last week for sure
0: definitely for some reason i rem- remember their uh their school or their stadium looked like a castle for some reason i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah it is uh, it's a beautiful campus
0: oh okay i i thought i had that right yeah you uh, do
1: what um uh, wh- for those who don't know
0: what do they what do they run offensively and defensively
1: um there are a lot of uh quarterback um you know they got two guys that um um they're going to try to spread you out and run the football um is what we've seen so far um, and you know uh, defensively, um, you know they got some uh, they got some guys that that move pretty well, uh, especially at the skill positions and the secondary and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to be one of those games where we, we're going to definitely want to try to establish the run early, make them throw the football uh, to beat us. But um, you know, hopefully we match up well.
0: Um, who are the players to watch out for for the uh,
1: the the Knights? Correct. Or the uh, Eagles. Eagles, yeah, Eagles. Um, You know, the both of their guys are very athletic guys. Um, you know, um, up front, they have a left tackle who's I think he's a legit prospect. I mean, I think he's a really, really good player. Um, so the, those guys on offense are definitely ones we have to worry about. Um, and then I would say probably as a unit, they're, they're secondary. I, I feel like their secondary is pretty solid. Uh, so if we're going to throw the football on them, um, we have to make sure, you know, we 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 have good protection first of all. Um and then winning um one on one battles and things like that.
0: Do they run a specific scheme on defense?
1: Uh yeah, they're uh they're an even front defense. So it's um you know, we're gonna get uh four two box probably, uh, is what we're thinking. Um so it's uh I guess you would call it four two five. Awesome. Awesome. Um that's not I mean it's a long not a
0: not a too long of a trip up there, but uh
1: yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of a bus ride for sure.
0: Um, I know they were in our region too at one point, so we made we made that drive a, a few times. Okay. Um, getting off to some fun questions, and I'll let you get out of here. Uh, any college football this weekend or NFL this weekend?
1: Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I know last week you asked me about it. I didn't. I didn't catch any games this weekend. I, I listened to a little bit of the Georgia game on the radio, but um, not a whole lot of it.
0: Did you get some good family time this weekend? I did, yeah. It's awesome.
1: my wife. Um, she turns forty tomorrow, so oh, she probably kill me for telling that <laughs> on the podcast. But yeah, we uh, had like is she a. Listen? that's what's that now?
0: Is she gonna listen?
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> she probably will. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, but um, yeah, so we we threw her a party on Saturday. So most of my Saturday was spent doing that, and then uh, Sunday morning I was back in the office, back working on Riverside. So
0: nice. Hopefully she doesn't put you in the doghouse too much for that. Yeah, I hope not. (laughs) Awesome, Coach. Awesome. Well, I look forward to talking to you next week after a big win over the Eagles. I hope
1: so. I appreciate you. All right, thanks, Coach. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.
0: Next up on the podcast, Coach Rich Finley from Bowden Red Devil Football.
2: Today. hey it's going good how are you doing pretty good pretty good
0: um first off um how's practice been this week since you guys had an off week last
2: Friday well that that was our topic of discussion um yesterday after practice it, it's been good but you can tell you know our, our kids are tired of practicing you know they're ready to to get back out on the field and play a game again and that that happens when you have them open weeks it just it makes for a lot of practices, and kids get ready to go play. So Definitely. They're, you're tired of hitting your teammates. Yes, yes, definitely tired of that. They're, they're ready to get back, hit somebody in a different color jersey.
0: Exactly. Um, well, you guys have got the cross-county rival of uh, Temple, the Temple Tigers coming up Friday night. Um, how, how,
2: how much have you been able to prepare for them in this past week? Well, you know, we, we got a little extra work on them last week. I mean, we did a lot of just trying to correct mistakes we had at Tattnall, just trying to get better. But we did spend some time on them, and we feel like, you know, we got a couple of days up on them, uh, being they had a game Friday. And, uh, you know, so we feel like we are ahead of them, um, and we need to be. They, they, they've they got a good football team.
0: Now, they're coming
2: into the game at three and two
0: with a couple of close losses. Um what have you seen out of the Tigers that
2: could challenge your Red Devils? Well, the first challenge is is that they are getting better every week if you watch them on film, kind of figuring out who they are, what their identity is. So they're playing, they're playing their best football right now. Um, the second thing is, is they probably have the most talented individual player. You know, we've played all year, and they play all year period in their quarterback, uh, Cam Vaughn. He's a really good player. Um, he can beat you with his feet running it and you know he can he can throw football a mile I think they say he can throw 70 yards so wow Um, he's got a cannon so you know our challenge is is to to contain him and try not to give up a lot of big plays yardage wise and then uh, you know hopefully we're getting better too just like they've been getting better over the last uh, five weeks.
0: Now this is just for me listening on radio but Robert McNeil and Cam Vaughn sound very similar to
2: me through the radio. Would you say that? or They are. Yes, they're very similar. He, he is, you know, they're, they're both right around the same talent level, um, you know, very, very similar kids. So they're, they're probably sitting over there, you know, trying to figure out how to stop Robert, just like we're over here trying to figure out how to stop Cam Vaughn. So I, I would compare them as very comparable. Are they about the same size? No, Cam's a lot bigger. (laughs) He's a lot bigger than Robert. Robert's probably 5'10", 160. Mm -hmm. Um, Cam Vaughn's about 6'3", 6'4", around 190. I mean, he's a big kid. Uh, So there is a big size difference between the two.
0: Um, What other – so what style of offense does Temple bring to challenge the Red Devils Friday
2: night? Well, they they started off being a a wing T football team, but – you know, they kind of figured out they didn't really have the personnel to do that or whatnot. So they have now kind of gone to a hybrid wing team where they're going to get in a lot of no backs with just their quarterback back there and force you to have to tackle him in space. And, and that is going to be a challenge for us Friday night. And I hope our, our players are ready for that challenge. You know, it's a it's a chance for us to get better, you know, in case we see somebody very similar in the playoffs that can, that can run it and throw it. So. That's a challenge, and they're very, very athletic on defense. So they'll they'll be fast, uh, which which will challenge our offense a little bit. Um, So we've got to make sure we score, or at least move the ball, move the chains, and flip the field every time we have it.
0: Um, We've mentioned McNeil
2: or uh, uh, Cam Vaughn on offense.
0: Are there any other players to watch out for on offense?
2: Yeah, they have a really fast kid who's. Talented number eight, Dylan McCoy, he plays receiver for him. He'll run the ball every now and then. Um, you know, little number 14, he's a receiver for them. He caught two touchdown passes um, last Friday night, so he's he's gotten better for him as well.
0: And then what about on defense? Who are their standouts on defense to watch out for? Uh, you
2: know, their, their standouts, I don't know if they have one player that takes over and dominates a game, but they have a lot of players – around the same playing level. Um, they're just really fast overall on defense. And then I think that's their their big asset is just having a bunch of kids who can fly around and get to the football fast.
0: Awesome. Um,
2: how are you guys health-wise going into this game Friday night? Uh, you know, we, we're, we're banged up, but not, not anything that we're not going to have to play with the rest of the year. You know, we got a couple of kids that have been hurt that are out. Um, you know, so I think health wise we're going to be good. Depth wise, you know, I don't know how much depth we have right now um, going in going into these next few games.
0: <clears throat> I got you. Um, so, you guys are not very far from
2: Temple. Is this becoming? Could this become a rivalry, or is this a rivalry? Or, well, it, it is. I think it's becoming a big rivalry for Temple. You know, we've got Mount Zion, who is really really close to us. Um, I think maybe eight miles, ten miles. Um, we've got Bremen, who is really, really close to us, and who's been a, a long-time rival. So we've got two great rival games. Um, I, I don't know that Temple has a rival, so we, we've kind of become that. Um, I feel like we're everybody's Super Bowl every week, right? <laughs> and, and that's a good sign when your program is everyone's Super Bowl. That means you're doing a lot of right things in your program. Um, but you know, I think. They want to have the success that we have had as a program, and the success we've had the last few years. And talking with their head coach last night, you know, they they want to be as successful as we are. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of turned into a to a rivalry. Our kids know their kids, their kids know ours, um, you know, which which makes a makes a fun season when you've got two or three rival games that means something.
0: Definitely, and with the you know,
2: it kind of helps that there's the quite a few small
0: schools that are, you know, reasonable in size are in that area. Yes, sir. And you mentioned Mountain Zion. They're usually in you region, correct?
2: Yes, and they are this year. That's game 10 for us. Oh, wow. That's that's going to be one to look forward to. Yeah, maybe for a region title. You know, there's yeah. only three teams, two other teams in our region, and, you know, more than likely one way or another, it will be for the title somehow.
0: Now, Temple is of the small – their division
2: one. They're division one. They're one above us. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. I knew they'd move down. I couldn't remember. I always get. I'm getting that mixed up. I got GHSA's got to fix that for me. (laughs) Um. What do you think of the job that Coach Nix has done over there so far in his first year?
2: Well, I think he's done done a really good job of of changing the culture, especially on Friday night. Um, They're three and two, and, and the two games they lost. I mean, they were in those games, one was a touchdown and one was, was two touchdowns. So, I mean, um, they've been in those games and and the other night they were down to pepper and and found a way to come back and win. So um, I I would think if, if I'd have had that job and looked at that schedule and you'd have told me before the season, you'll be sitting at three and two after those first first five games, I would have been pretty happy about it. In in general, how do you go about stopping somebody like that? receiver, and then uh, Cam Vaughn? <clears throat> well, you know, uh, smart coaches know you can't just completely shut down somebody really, really talented. Like, nobody's going to truly shut down Robert McNeil. Right. What, you, what, you, what your goal is and what you emphasize as practice is not giving up big plays and big chunks of yards. You know, being where you're supposed to be, knowing your gap, knowing where you fit. So, if, if, if he takes off and runs with it, you're the cutback player. You need to be there. So he may get an eight-yard run, but that's better than, than the 30 or 40-yard run or a 60-yard run. So just trying to contain the big plays is – whether he's throwing it to the receiver or not, we, can, we can't let him get behind us and, and you know, score a 50-yard touchdown. If they score, it needs to be 10 and 12 play drives.
0: Got you. Um, I'll let you get out of here on this last question.
2: How was your weekend? How was the family? You know,
0: how uh, Did you get to watch any uh, college football this weekend?
3: You know, weekends
2: always good because uh, you know you get to spend time with your kids and, and your wife and you know you don't get to see them much during the week um, so we had a good weekend we, we watched a little college football um, you know, I got to watch the Irish finally get a win and um, watch Georgia until it was a blowout um, so we kind of watch bits and pieces of games and then you know we're trying to try to movie it up and, and try to do some things outside with the kids and play a little bit, but it was a good weekend. Um,
0: how's
2: your son doing uh, football-wise? He's doing good. Um, you know, He's, he's our starting center on the JV team, and this is my stepson. Um, he's a starting center doing good for us, getting bigger, stronger in the weight room, and hopefully he's come into this program at the right time where he's going to have the same success. The, the senior class that just went four years has had. <laughs>
0: awesome. I've got another uh, coach that's on this podcast that uh, is a Notre Dame fan, so you
2: you two could uh, collaborate. You don't meet many of them down in this area of, of the U.S. Uh, for sure, so that's awesome.
0: Well, Coach, I've enjoyed it as always, and I look forward to talking to you next week after a big win over the Titans.
2: Well, I hope you're right. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be in a really, really good mood if that's the case. <laughs> well, I hope so, Coach. You have a good one, Coach. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.
0: Next up on the podcast, Coach Clayton Morris from West Carroll War Eagle Football. Stop hey, Coach. How's it going tonight? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I know Friday night wasn't the result you wanted, but it looked like your kids played hard and they gave it all they had.
3: Yeah, we we you know we definitely. Uh, didn't rise to the occasion on Friday night, and first off, you know, hats off to Halls. They they came in with a chip on their shoulder and and executed a really good game plan. And their kids played hard. You know, they had a couple of kids on offense that gave us fits, and and they had a couple kids on defense that seemed like they were everywhere all night long. So don't want to take anything away from those guys, but but yeah, we it was it was a very back and forth game for both teams, and and Halls was able to make a few more plays than we were there at the end.
0: It seemed like to me and it, it it just I was just listening to it on the YouTube broadcast, but it, it seemed like when you would try to run the ball every time they were just crashing in on you guys,
3: yeah and we had you know we had some we had to move some pieces on our offensive line last week, you know, we we were without four of our five starters, and that's not an excuse, but you know when you when you when you change that many pieces and you put that many pieces in different places there is a level of, of that relationship and chemistry with that unit that that is lacking and so mm-hmm. it wasn't the fact that our kids were not playing hard you know the kids we had in there they did play hard and they battled but we, you know there, there's kind of this, un, uh, this unseen aspect to offensive line play and it's that that unit camaraderie that they have and they understand how the person beside them works and and when you go to start shuffling those pieces around and adding new faces sometimes there's just that lack or that 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 you know, that disconnect between each other and, and we're not moving as a unit. And, and I think we really kind of saw that on Friday. So, we, we just weren't able to come together and get a job done.
0: Um, Overall, offensively, you know, you scored 15 points, but you looked pretty good. How, how do you feel like you performed overall?
3: You know, all things considering, again, I, I our kids' effort was there. Our kids' play was there, you know, and, and again –
0: you're going to have
3: missing you're going to have games when you're when you're you know kind of down and down in the in the numbers and you're you're without some of your kids and and that's just how it goes and and so you know i'm not i'm not displeased with how we played i you know i wish we hadn't turned the ball over as much as we did that's a concern moving forward um i wish we were able to capitalize on a few more things that you know I was looking at film we had some opportunities to really blow some things wide open and and we just didn't execute. We missed out on some chances. And when you're in a slugfest, you're only going to get so many opportunities to cash in. And, and when you don't cash in, you know, the other team will. And that's exactly what Hall, Halls did.
0: The, um, what unit would you say stood out to you from the offensive side of the ball? Oh,
3: gosh, offensive side of the ball. I've still been impressed with our running backs. I, I think our running backs run hard. Um, not, not very many people want to meet them head on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I hope that only gets better as we go through the season. You know, I hope they continue to run behind their pads and they bring the pop. Our offensive line struggles will get better. You know, it it will improve. Um, And, and, you know, our, our ability to attack space hopefully will improve and we'll continue to get better at that every week. But I'm continually week in, week out, impressed with everybody that runs the football for us.
0: By the way, I have to go ahead and mention, I like your uh, gutsy call at the start of the game, the onside kick.
3: Yeah, well, and and I'm going to give credit where credit's due. You know, Coach Taylor mentioned to me, I guess it was about a Tuesday of that week, and he said, hey, and I think we can open up with an onside kick. And, you know, I'm all about it. <laughs> I, it's just a, the way I view things is probably a little bit different than other people. But it, it, with the pooch kick and all that, and that's fine and dandy, but we've, we've been giving up really good field positional kickoff for the most of the season thus far. And if we're going to give up that type of field position, why not give our chance our kids a chance to go make a play and see if we can steal a possession? And and so credit to Coach Taylor on working that this past week, and credit to the uh, kickoff team and, and our kicker Jose for executing that perfectly. And they actually did it; they executed it perfectly twice in that game. And and so you know that's that's a huge huge round of applause for those guys.
0: The last one was a uh, pressure because it was it was you know the end of the last play of the game and that, that was impressive
3: yeah it was and, and and again it's it's one thing to execute that play when you're when you're catching somebody off guard but it's another thing to execute that play when everybody in their grandma in the stadium knows that you're going to own kick and we're still able to come up with it so I, again you know hats off to coach taylor he's he's really got his head down to the grindstone and he's working hard and he's been working tirelessly trying to make our special teams better and and i'm glad to see some of
0: his units start having some success it, I've noticed that. I mean, I've noticed Jose, and then your punt coverage and your punt team is really well, uh, really really well lately. Yes,
3: and 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 again, I Coach Taylor. I guess the beginning of the season he was really questioning everything about what he was doing, but he stuck with it. He just made some tweaks here. He didn't throw everything out and start over. He's just every week just make a little adjustment here, a little adjustment here, and every week they've seen to they get better and better and better.
0: Um, Daylon Drazzle stood out to me. On, uh, on both sides of the football
3: you know with Dalen, he's one of those kids that he's very consistent with his demeanor he's very consistent with his work ethic he's very consistent with his attitude he's, he's not a showy flashy kid he's not a moody kid he's just even kill. he's a hard worker and and he's one of those kids that you look at for stability you look at for consistency and and I think that, that the team is starting to realize that about him. I mean, he's just a junior and he did he did a lot for us last year, but he's mm-hmm. he's really kind of coming into his own this year. And I think the team is starting to look at him as that beacon of of consistency and what it looks like. And you can't say, No, we talk about it as a staff a lot, you know, and, and sometimes with teenagers are all over the place with their mindset, but Dalen never is. You know, Dalen is who Dalen is and he's that one hundred percent of the time. And if he is frustrated, boy, he does a good job of not showing it.
0: Was he the one that blocked the field goal? Okay. Ah, uh,
3: maybe
0: it was either him or Jay, one of the two. Okay, I I, I can't. It was yesterday, so I I slept since then. So yeah, I thought it was one of those two.
3: I've tried to forget a lot about that, but that yes, yeah, <laughs> I, it was one of
0: those two. Um, defensively, I mean, you gave up three scores, but other all, you guys played really well. At, from what yeah,
3: you know, know, one of those scores was a pick six,
0: and it ultimately being, you know, being the difference
3: in the game. You know, we we made a bad we made a bad decision at one point and, and Halls made a great play and took it to the house for six points and that ended up being the difference but you know defense they went from a week before this Halls game giving up 48 points and this this game giving up 14 so you know there was definitely some progress made there's still some glaring issues you know every time we get some a quarterback that's athletic on our perimeter in a sprint out situation with flood concepts it's it causes our defense strain <clears throat> and we've got to continue to work on that and get that fixed um, we we've got to communicate better, and we've got to understand the situations. You know, we just got to have a little bit better football smarts. And and another thing, defensively, you know, talking about moving forward, I, I just really want to find us or find see if our kids can find that chippiness and that 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 chip on their shoulder that they played with defensively. Just that physicality flying around, we've kind of lost it
0: these last few weeks, and I'm hoping we can find that again. What a, what generally speaking, what adjustments do you feel like you need to do to attack that you know that dual threat quarterback? situation
3: you know i think it i think it starts with understanding who's responsible for what and, and when you have when you have a c-gap player you know are you asking that c-gap player to be contained or are you asking him to bail underneath a, a shoot route and 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 sometimes in some coverage you might be doing one and other coverage is doing another and i think it goes back to communication just continue to harp on who who is that edge guy who, who's that one that that is really responsible for keeping that quarterback from getting to our perimeter and being sure that we're solid in the coverage on the back end.
0: Got you. Um, who do you feel like had a good game, uh, good game defensively? or what? Man. You uh, I, I really thought our linebackers, indeed. Our, our box did a,
3: decent, uh, a pretty decent job of making things bounce. You know, we, we did a good job about stopping up the holes of where Halls was wanting to go. And Halls did a good job of bouncing and finding other lanes. But, you know, we, we struggled against South Fulton stopping Power Fold uh, in our fits as linebackers, we were waiting on it to come to us. And, and Hall's ran a lot of things similar. And, and we our linebackers did a lot better job about seeing daylight and coming downhill and plugging it at the line. And that really caused things to clog up for us.
0: One name I didn't hear much of yet last night, was, or uh, well, I listened to it last night, but Friday night, was uh, Seth Edwards. And I heard he was uh, under the weather. Is he doing okay? Yeah,
3: he's doing better. I, hopefully, hopefully he's getting back into his uh, – getting back into his routine and, and hopefully he'll have a better week this week, but he's been battling, he's been battling some things and, and uh, he's still, he's still there, you know, everything's still going on, going good with him, but he, he was, he had a rough game uh, Friday and, and, and he may have another rough one again this week and, but he's, he's well on his way to being healthy again.
0: Um,
3: <clears throat> Do you have any other
0: injuries coming off Friday night's game?
3: You know, we've got, we've got just kind of your normal mid season wear and tear injuries and, and it's kind of, Some of them are kind of day by day, you know, just looking to see how their bodies respond and understanding that, you know, while we do have a big game this week, we still got three region games left. um, And we still hadn't made our bye week yet. yet. I mean, so we're, we're, we got a grind uh, and our kids, some of our kids bodies are, are really starting to feel that grind. So there's nothing major at this point. It's just, uh, it's just some maintaining some maintenance and, and then being smart with some of our kids, you know, some of the reason you didn't hear Seth's name a lot is because we're trying to be smart with him. We're, we're trying to, to continue to try to improve his health without not using him at all, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there's a little bit of that cat and mouse game going on right now with some of our, some of
0: our kids. Got you. Got you. Um, how different is the short week you you go from playing on fridays to go it's one day shorter you play McKenzie tomorrow night or which is thursday night how much different is your preparation you know it it
3: it definitely presents challenges because you know teenagers love habit they love routine and, and you're breaking that routine you know normally uh normally our sundays are you know we still do some things but it's not really an install day it's it's kind of a kind of wrap it up, do some maintenance-type things, get a lift in, get some conditioning in, whatever. And, and this Sunday, we had to hit the ground running. You know, we didn't get that type of day. And, and so, you know, as a staff, it kind of just moves up the time frame why you, when you get things ready and get things you know, prepared and the, the game plan you're going. And, and it's, it's an even bigger monkey wrench to the kids because, they're, you know, they don't have that extra day. They don't have mm-hmm. that extra day of recovery. Uh, they've got to hit the ground running. And, and, and the heat on top of that this week has been brutal. Yes, um, it, it, it has been un, unreasonably hot this these last few days. Uh, so, you know, the kids have been faced with adversity. But the great thing is, so was McKenzie. You know, they, they've mm-hmm. been faced with that same adversity. They're just 20 minutes up the road, if that probably less. Cause they've got the same heat. They had the same short week. And that's what we got to remind ourselves that, you know, we Sometimes you know we we want to get trapped in this mindset of oh woe is me, but it's not just you. You know we're all kind of going through it, and and uh, so it, it's 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 been a challenge, but hopefully we've handled it well. The kids have worked hard. Their mindset, they you know they're trying to refocus. They're trying to ground themselves, and and I hope to see them have some success this week.
0: How do you feel like they've responded to that challenge of practice this week?
3: You know, beginning of the week, I was really worried, um, and 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 we didn't respond well on Sunday. I'm gonna we'll be honest. You know, we had a lot of uh, a lot a lot of us were kind of in our feelings and really kind you know really kind of trying to figure out you know where we wanted to be in all this, and and it took a couple of kids. Of course, as coaches, we talk about it, but it, you know, player leaders are so much more powerful than coach leaders, and 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 you know, we had a few players that not that normally don't step into that role really kind of kind of um kind of get the get the feet back underneath the guys and remind them that hey you know one moment's not going to define us it's only going to define us if we allow it to define us we've <laughs> got to get back to work we got to keep going it's a process and we got to keep growing and and so i've been uh, you know monday that's uh, that's mindset that kind of started to swing our favor on monday and i've really been impressed with some of the kids and they don't know it yet but i some of the ones that have been preaching that 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 lesson to some of these uh, some of these other players, I've been really impressed with their willingness to step up and and buy into the
0: process and and get back to work. Awesome, that's good to hear. <clears throat> um, well, we've mentioned McKenzie. They're they're talented. They they are very very, very talented. Very. Um, it's a non-region game, but it's a tough game. Uh, what challenges do but does McKenzie – I don't even know their mascot, by the way.
3: Um, the Rebels, the Rebels.
0: I, I figured I should have figured that. Um, what challenges do the Rebels bring to you guys on the offensive side of the football?
3: You know, anytime, anytime you look at a at a, at a football roster of another school and you see. You see three to four division one athletes that names are known across the nation, not not just in this area we're at. That's going to present challenges. And that's mm-hmm. always the thing you see at you you see first. And that's kind of that sticker shock. And and they're extremely blessed right now with a lot of really talented football players, but they're also blessed right now with a lot of role players to go around those star athletes. And, and so they've got a good thing going. They're a very good football team. They're really explosive on offense. They have a lot of different weapons to take advantage of you. And their linebackers, my goodness, they read quick and they will fill and they will plug and they love pursuing the football. And so they they just take a lot of pride in what they do. So the you know, the challenge is gonna be number one, the mental side of it. Are you gonna are we gonna be able to get over that sticker shock of saying that hey, we're playing some 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 possible D one recruits, you know, they have got a few that, that's got some offers for some D one schools, and, and so that that's just that just is what it is. You know, we still gotta play the game and and we still got to go out there and compete. We need to play our, our brand of the game. But we got to get over that mental hurdle. And then number two, are we are we going to get back to what made us us? Are we going to get back to that grittiness on defense and that grittiness on offense and just see what happens? Just play the, play the game the way we want to play it and, and not allow them to dictate our tempo, dictate what we do. Let's continue to do what we do. and And, and I do think – that that could throw some monkey wrenches in, in, in kind of their plans if we're able to execute what we want to execute
0: um, if you guys are going to if you um uh, um uh, who are um sorry I'm stumbling over words that's okay uh who are the one or two standouts that You've got to watch out for if you're West Carroll fans. For well, right. well, you know,
3: for the big the big name for them is number seven Marquez Taylor, and, and he's a guy that's on Tennessee's radar, is on Kentucky's radar, is on Arkansas's radar. I mean, he, he's he's going to go play somewhere as long as he wants to, and he takes care of his business in school, and I think that's what he's doing. So he he's he's a running back, slot receiver for them. They move him all over the place, and he just has that quick twitch explosiveness. It does not take much windows very big windows for him to find a seam and be gone. And once he finds a seam and he's gone, there, there's not very many people in West Tennessee that can catch him. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he's got the size to go with it. He's got the strength to go with it. And and he just makes it look effortlessly uh, when, when he's running the football or catching the football. So that's number one. And then number two for them, and I think it's one that doesn't get talked about enough, is their quarterback and also safety. And that's the uh, Cassidy kid, number 11. I was extremely impl- impressed with how he played the game last year. Not just as a quarterback, but when he turned around and played safety. I mean, he was responsible for Xander Moon every single play last year, <laughs> and he executed that perfectly. And he was physical. He wants to come in the box and tackle, and he's hard to block. And he's just a really good football player. So he's good in his own rights. And then they've got some other, you know, other backs and skill guys they bring in and, and do some different things that are explosive. And they just have a lot of different weapons that can take advantage of you a lot of different ways if you're not focused and paying attention.
0: Um, what about on the defensive side of the football? Who who stands out to you other than
3: the quarterback
0: slash safety? Yeah,
3: well, in their linebackers, I, I think his number twenty six, and his name is slipping me right now. They've got a middle linebacker that's just the, he, he's a solid kid. He's good size, good length, good strength. I cannot for the life of me figure out exactly what it is he's reading every play. I think some things he may change up. I mean, he may be advanced enough to see certain formations and read certain things. I mean, he just he does a lot of things well. He's always around the football. He's not afraid to be blocked. He's not afraid to fight through blocks and he loves bringing that physicality and he, gets, he he's kind of that He's kind of the Ray Lewis for that defense, so to speak. You know, he's just Mm -hmm. that – he's that heartbeat of that defensive unit. And if he's playing well, the defense as a whole plays well.
0: Now, McKenzie is coming to y'all's place, place, right? Yes. Awesome. Um, What's Hopefully the crowd's going to be up and ready for a Thursday night game for tomorrow night.
3: You know, I think think it has the potential to be a very, very packed, loud, crazy game. I mean, I think for – as far as I know, we're one of the few Thursday night games in the area and – McKenzie's one of the best teams in 1A in the state. And so there may be some other teams that try to sneak a chance to come watch them and see what they got. And, and, you know, so hopefully, hopefully it's a good environment. Hopefully it's a good environment. And both, both teams, you know, the kids deserve that and they deserve that that support and have that electric atmosphere on a Thursday night. So hopefully we can give that for them.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'll let you get out of here on this one final question. You know what it is. Tennessee, they put, they played really well Saturday yeah, they did. They did, but again, it's we'll, we'll see this week, you know that there's a bug there's a bugaboo and it's
3: called the Florida Gators and mm-hmm. you got to break it at some point. you know, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I think they can. I do think they can, but it never seems every year. It does not seem to matter how bad Florida's playing before the Tennessee game. They always find a way to play really well when they play Tennessee. Uh, and, and I think, you know, back in the 90s and the early 2000s, I think it did matter whether the game was in the Swamp or in Neyland. I don't mm-hmm. know if that matters as much anymore because both teams are just so used to these high-intensity, noisy games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's as much of a factor. So, I, I, I just, you know, it, it, whichever team comes out and executes consistently and does not turn the ball over, I think is going to walk away victorious.
0: From what I've seen and heard from Florida, I just don't think they can keep up and with the speed and the athletic ability that Tennessee has.
3: Yeah, you know, and that's kind of a double-edged sword. I don't disagree with you as long as Tennessee's converting.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
3: Tennessee's biggest issue offensively is themselves. You know, sometimes they get very inconsistent with their offensive production. If you do that against Florida, you're going to be in trouble. So yeah. they have to take advantage of what they're given. They have to execute crisply, crisply. And they have to execute, you know, on schedule. I guess is what some offensive coaches would would say. They have to stay on schedule, and not get
0: behind the chains, and not make turnovers. Florida's definitely got to improve if they want to uh, compete. After last week, they that did, they didn't show very much last week. No, but you know how
3: much of that is looking ahead to the big one with Tennessee. You
0: know, you sure. just you, you never know. It's it's
3: you know every year we seem to say, well, they struggled against, you know. Uh, App State or Akron or whatever, and then they'll turn around the next week and and just absolutely dog stomp somebody, and and it's you just <laughs> you never know, man. You never know what's going to happen when two teams step on the field at any level, and and so until until you you get that bugaboo off your back, if you're Tennessee, then you got to continue to think about it. I think
0: definitely. I, I like you said. You you think the you're saying that the road game doesn't or the, where the game's played doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm an I, England state is always a tough place to play.
3: Oh, I don't disagree. I, I really don't disagree. But I think, I think coaches have gotten very creative over the last few years about how they prepare for that. Um, there, there's different ways, and, and, and there's things that they do in practice to try to help. And you can't simulate it 100%, but they come in with a game plan of how they're going to execute what they want to execute as far as communication goes. And, and so I think <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I think that that, uh, you know, that preparation that coaches' staffs do now uh, is helping with that, but no, Neyland's a tough place to play. It's going to be packed. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. It's going to be loud. But I, I, I don't think if you're Tennessee, you want to hang all your success on that. I mean, you got to go out there and you got to you got to keep Neyland pumped up. You got to keep that energy level loud and, and high with the fans. And you got to take the wind away from Georgia and or not Georgia, Florida. I'm sorry. I don't, don't want to attack <laughs> the Bulldogs yet. We'll get there at some point. Uh you gotta take That's the wind week. Yeah, you got you gotta take the wind away from, from Florida and you gotta make their time in Knoxville miserable. If you give them hope, you give them a foothold, they're gonna battle you.
0: You mentioned that communication. Is that an, as big as issue in high school since the you know high school is not so as as loud as like an Elon Stadium? Well, you know,
3: normally no, but this year it seems like and again, shout out to our fans and, and, and the teams that we've played as fans. We've we've had some loud games here recently, and our quarterback in line has been saying that you know, they can't always hear the calls from the sidelines. So, you know, it, we've, we've had to adapt and adjust some things with our signaling and whatever else. And so I think there's been a little bit more noise here. And, you know, it's nowhere near on the scale of, of what, you know, those, those programs or even right. some big high school programs in, in Georgia and Texas and Alabama and Florida have. But, you know, it's been, we've, we've had the noise struggle a little bit, and I kind of expect that again tomorrow night.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Coach, I'm looking forward to talking to you next week after a big win over those rebels. From the I appreciate rebels. appreciate talking to you as always and uh, enjoy
3: your week and, and watch some football this weekend. Definitely. It's always a blast talking to you, Coach. You, yes, have, a good sorry. you have a good one. Bye bye. Cool.
0: Next up on the podcast, Coach Keith Hodge from Dresden Lions Football. Stop it, Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Southeastern High School Athletics Podcast. On this week's episode, I have Coach Mike Holland from Oglethorpe County Football, Patriot Football. I have Coach Rich Finley from Bowden Red Devil Football, Coach Clayton Morris from West Carroll War Eagle Football, and Coach Keith Hodge from Dresden Lions Football. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Stop recording.